Welcome to Everything But The Facts. Everything But The Facts! And Nick the Wild Man. Van Donnick. Everything But The Facts! Alright, so, lockdown. How's it been treating you? <laughs> this is the thing, man. It's almost to the end, isn't it? I know. It's sadly coming to an end. And you were like, you're saying you're still doing the, um, what is it, homeschooling? You're still doing homeschooling? Yeah, yeah, we've done it and we've kept them back. We haven't sent them back yet. We've stayed out another two weeks just because um, with the wife's many health issues. Yeah. She can't be, they can't be bringing COVID back into the house at this stage. So. Yeah. Well, the numbers are low and it's all looking very good. We just thought yep. we'll wait another couple of weeks till the numbers are, you know, non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been doing the homeschool and, uh, yeah, it's been good actually. Enjoying it. The kids love it. They don't want to go back. So no, we might okay. be one of those homeschool families. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, we really like going, this isn't so bad. The kids are loving it. <laughs> we might really do it. But do you find that, um, like... You can get over, get the work done within like two to three hours, like the yeah, stuff they said. Two hours is a long school day here. Yes. That's, that's a long one. We're, we're more like between an hour and an hour and a half. Yeah. Like some days the stuff they've sent is very minimal. But, you know, average day, it's an hour and a half and you're done. Yeah, so what do you, then what do you do for the rest of the that's the just... kids live their lives. They live the dream life any kid would want to live. Yeah, true. <laughs> they just play true. their games, you know. They go crazy. You know, my, I told you last time, my, uh, my daughter has her own YouTube channel. Yeah. And yeah. she puts anywhere between 10 to 12 hours a day making these YouTube videos. She's really? going off. She's gone viral. She's had one that's had like 30,000 views now. Oh, really? Yeah, she's gone, she's gone crazy with it. It's amazing. But that's what she does. She, she knocks out school and then just spends the rest of the day making um, yeah. little movies, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's, you just keep, you think that's school takes six hours off her. Yeah. And she's not doing the things she's really passionate about. Yeah, yeah. So you can see why she doesn't want to go back. No. So it's 30,000, is 30,000 enough to get monetarized? Monetarized? You get, you get monetarized at a thousand subscribers. Oh, okay. And she's at 700 and something as oh, of today. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, she blew up. She just had like 15 people following her for a year. Yeah. And then she had one video that went off and she's in, in like in the two weeks, she's gone to 700. Oh, wow. Yeah. So just recently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like the, you know, when I've, when we last had a podcast, I told you she was starting it. Like she'd just started it. It had only been yeah. up. Yeah. Or, or she, yeah, it only just really got going. She'd changed the name of it. She'd always had a thing. There were some things on it, but this yeah. is when she went, I'm going to do my own YouTube channel now. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. At nine. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it that's turns awesome. out she knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. What's, what's the chip? Do you want to give it a shout out? Or uh, no, it's not, not for our listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's oh, like it's yeah. it's like anime, you know. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's if you're not a nine year old girl, I don't think you can understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not doing um, was it unboxing stuff and um, no, 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 no. 
No, it's all it's 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 animation. That's what she does. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. That's yeah. It's kind of like the next evolution of what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you told me that when she saw my stuff from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is this junk? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but but don't worry, she's like that with Disney as well. <laughs> Any Disney that's pre two thousand and seven, she can't view. <laughs> Pixar or nothing, man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so she does all the vo- all the is there voices and characters and stuff. No, like that? it's all because it's all this Japanese anime style. It's all um, it's all uh, like thought bubbles on the screen. That style of thing. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. then it, they just play music tracks for the sound. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a whole crazy new genre that <laughs> you know we didn't even know existed. This is yeah. what the kids are into. It's weird stuff. But she's killing it. She's killing it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And do you, like, uh, so she'll knock one out a day or? She does often, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then big ones that are like, she'll do some that are three or four minutes. They might take a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing when you think, like, a, a drawing for me, if, if I sit down and do a drawing, it'll take six hours to do, like, a one-caption drawing. Yep. If I want to colour it on computer, yeah, that's another. I have to triple it, triple the time. So that's what eighteen hours. So she's getting a full movie, whereas yeah. I get a coloured, <laughs> I get a coloured still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but you know, it's it's just the technology. Like you know, all of the tools are there. Yeah, that's. You know. It's, it's technology we never had access to, never even dreamed of. No, no. I, I keep thinking about the fact that, you know, I did a, was it, I did a course in animation and I, I remember the, the program we were doing was so, like, programmer heavy. Yeah, like you needed of, to know code and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now it's all just... No, now these yeah. creatives can just run free. I don't have to think about any of that stuff, you know? Which is what it should be, really, when, when you think about it. Totally. It should be taken out of the hands of the, the machines and put in the hands of the creative, for sure. Yeah. But with this technology now, you could sit at home on your laptop and make, make a 90-minute feature film. That, you know, I, I'm not saying it would rival <laughs> the latest, you know, Disney Pixar film, but I'm just yeah. saying you could make something for nothing at all. Oh, that's just, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. I keep thinking about not what could have been, but just the fact that, you know, I, like I, I'm constantly listening to people in podcasts and going, you know, people are making movie, like feature films on iPhones. Yeah. Like, what? Just like yeah. you've, got to, you've got to, you know, I remember when we were doing stuff and, People, someone bought the, was it the 5, the Sony 5? Five, five the Sony yeah. Red or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a $25,000 investment. And now you're able to, like, get um, like a phone that has the same 4 Just category. as good, yeah. <sighs> Blows my mind. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, 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 really, it's good in one respect because you, you just, like, it's taking a, the financial burden of a movie out yes and it's it's, yeah it's basically going to the 
you still need to be able to make a good shot, like put together a shot. But now you don't have to have the the tech to to make it look good. You can look, make it look good through just having a great eye. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Have you spoken to your um, like you, the guys that you know that are cinematographers and stuff like that, and what do they think about? Oh no, they they they'll just take the um, you know, they will just pull apart anything that's been filmed on a phone or any oh, really? photo taken on a phone. They will pull it apart and they will just tell you how terrible it really is. Um, that's their gut reaction. <laughs> wow. They don't, just... wanna, they don't want to see that stuff out there. So they were, they, they'd, rather, they'd rather something existed that, was, that you had to pay a whole bunch of stuff for, a whole bunch of money for. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's what, that is what the, you know, like I, I know guys who like, you know, went to film school and like I know one guy in particular who saved up all of his money to buy like one of those cannons we were just talking about. Yeah, and I think it was like seventeen grand at the time, yeah. and that was it. He started. He went and shot short films for nothing, and and ended up doing commercials, and finally was doing documentaries. You know, the last time I saw him, yeah. but that whole investment, that piece of equipment, and everything, he trained on that. It was he was in the you know first days of digital, um, you know, when we were shooting back on tape, like digital tape, but it wasn't film; yeah. it was digital, and uh, you know, you you just you just sweep all that away because that was years of his life of training and yeah, years yeah. of his life of the experience and becoming an expert in that format with that exact machine. You know, it's sure it updated over the years and got better and better and better, but it was still ultimately the same thing that he had trained on, you know, as, as a young teenager. Yeah. And, you know, you just come along with your little phone and just sweep it all away. It's yeah. painful for them. It's painful. <laughs> yeah, it's a, but it's absolutely painful. But at the same time, it's all about like I've never been someone that uh, was all about the tools. Yeah, but no, some of these guys, especially real artisans, the tools are so important. It's such a part of their whole culture. It's in their being, you know. Yeah, well, but the I actual think... tool itself is part of the process. It's part of the whole thing, you know. And like you could, you could go back to you know some of the great painters you know that have ever been and say look i can i'll sh i'll give you a 15 minute tutorial on photoshop yeah you'll make the best paintings you've ever made yes. but they won't enjoy that process yeah you absolutely. know they need the smell of the paint and the and the mixing it by hand and and then yeah. just the whole tech tactile experience of it you can't, that'll never happen on a computer. No one will ever do that digitally. No, well, that, but that's, but you're not comparing like for like though. No, no, but I'm just saying for us, the viewer, someone could make a painting, you know, in Photoshop, maybe not Photoshop, but yeah. so, you know, one yeah. of those programs, yeah. someone could make one that you would not be able to tell from the best Rembrandt. Like you would look at it and go, that's the best painting I've ever seen. That's possible. But the person doing it, would have a different experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I, I get that and I get, but what I don't get is like the tool, like I understand it in that example of the painter and it being that textural, it's an art in itself. 
Yeah, but it's part yeah. of the craft of that art. Yeah, you know and, I mean? I and a that. cameraman with his camera on his shoulder, that's just, it's part of the craft for him. Yeah, and I understand that, but I understand that in terms of maybe like um, film and like 35 mil and, you know, the, the colour saturation of 35 mil, but I don't understand when you're comparing a digital to a digital. Like it's, it's not, it's... <laughs> no, no, you're, you're talking about the end product. I'm just talking about the process. Yeah, yeah This is yeah. the, you're all about, you're just the consumer. Of course you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. Like you, you can have bread from the baker who baked it in a stone oven, made, kneaded the dough for hand or, by hand, or you can get the stuff from Woolworths that was made in a machine, and you probably can't tell the difference. But, no, but those no. are two different, um, from a craftsman's point of view, those are two different experiences. One was just a dude who put some mixture in a machine. The other guy, like, crafted it from hand. Yeah. So just a different experience. No, it's, it's a funny, it's, no, it's a funny thing. Like, I think I, um, I don't know if I told you about the last time I went up to Blue Mountains and I went into, as you do, there's, there's just hundreds of knick-knack shops up in, up in Blue Mountains. And there was a guy selling, you know, cigar guitars, cigar box guitars. Yep. And it was just, it was the whole idea of the fact that he crafted them by hand like, and crafted all of these boxes that I was just like, oh, I've got to get one. I've got to, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that whole idea of it being, you know, crafted by hand, crafted by someone. But, the, you know, the more I looked at it, the more I realised that those cigar boxes had kind of all been like mass-produced cigar boxes, like they'd been printed, I suppose. But the the the, um, the build itself had been done by the by the hands and by the artisan hands. But but when I looked at it, like when I've got it at home and I go, and I catch it out of the corner of my eye. I'm looking at it, going, that's uh that's not painted on. That's just that's like a mass-produced. <laughs> it's a mass cigar box. So it's like one of those distressed pieces. It's been made to look a bit. Old. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That all sucked me. I was sucking in. <laughs> how was the How was the lighting in a shop? Was it dim? No. Was it? It wasn't dim. As no, it was. It just had the like. It had some guy. It had like a couple of guys already playing them in the shop. So oh, it was like yeah. a whole. You you walk in, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and he was like my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he literally taught me how to play a tune while I was there. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm literally like, and she was like walking out, going, "You're literally buying this, aren't you?" And I'm going. Well, I'm sure there's a birthday coming up some point or something. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was trying to give me an out to get out of there, yep. and I was like, I don't need an out. No, I'm, I'm drinking out. the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I got on board. <laughs> I'm buying this scar box guitar, mass-produced in China by child and by child <laughs> labour, shipped over here to some hippie with a beard who's actually an ex-used car salesman from Lithgow. He's <laughs> never made a thing in his life. Just sits in his shop, smokes weed and sells stuff to dumb tourists. 
<laughs> and I was that dumb tourist. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I've I've played it twice since I've got it home, so it's a, it was a great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an investment in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be worth millions. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. I get um. I get that way with everything. I am the guy that will go, well, we've got to get the $10 bread because we bought it at a market and, uh, you know, there's got to be there's some tender hands that got into building this. Bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I get suckered into that stuff all the time. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing wrong with supporting, like, that sort of industry, you know. If you can afford to, you should. It's good. But, um, you know, it's... <laughs> Sometimes you don't care. You just want white bread from Woolies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Well, I, I think there is a difference. Like when we, when we splurge and get the $10 sourdough, you can, act, you can actually taste it. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, as you said, taste and doing the job are two different things, I suppose, in the end. Yeah. Consumer wise, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So how's the um? How is the? Are you t are you doing the teaching or who's doing the teaching? Who's doing the main? Uh, yeah, I've done plenty, and then the wife um is done. You know, the other half. We were we were doing different days, and then sometimes I'd do some in the morning, and she would do some in the afternoon. And yeah. then this week, I don't know, maybe I did a bad job, but she just wants to do it herself this week. So <laughs> I'm not arguing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm off, I'm off school this week. But they're going back to proper school next week. So it's not like one of those things where the, like the Catholic priest who fondled and then got rid of the... <laughs> <laughs> they, moved you out of, they moved you out of the system. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, no. yeah. now, we, were, we were kind of like, um, we split up into genres. So oh, I yeah. Doing, I was doing mathematic-based stuff. Yeah. And because Shell's the wordsmith in the family, yeah. she was doing spelling and creative writing and all of those things. So it was, um, yeah, we split up into our strengths, so, so to speak. Yeah, that would have been a better way of doing it, actually. Glad you told me that now when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I should have thought of that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but, but the problem was we, we, um, we got caught in the fact that they hadn't learned how to do a lot of athletics like a lot of the different like multiplications and things like that. They hadn't yeah. actually learned how to do any of the techniques. No. So we had to do all like teach them all of the techniques we knew, but because we got we've only got one really that we use. Yeah. We've forgotten all like in yeah, school yeah. They, teach, they teach you five techniques and then you pick the best one. But we've got to that stage where we only use one now because we're old. Yeah. So we don't we don't know how to teach them any of the other methods. So it's just yeah, it's yeah, it's uh yeah, that's where the that's where the teaching fails because you've only got one option to teach. So yeah, but does it work? 
It works for us. <laughs> Teach it and move on. <laughs> Don't waste your time with the other ones. There's a reason you've come to the same conclusion. Just link that way, that way we can call out the dummies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've, I've got one method of doing math as well. It's a mobile phone with a calculator on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much what, what we've been doing. It's crazy. So what have you been thinking, like, have you been, because I know you listen to a lot of podcasts, have you been listening to a whole bunch of stuff around the actual epidemic in terms of whether it's, whether it's actually real? And whether <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I listen to a lot of science podcasts and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, it's, it's real. Uh, <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts that try and tell me it's not or it's five G or it's a hoax. Well, this is this is the fasc- like this is the fascinating thing. Like I started thinking a lot about because um, I started listening to a lot of ones that were going. It's not as bad as it's purported to be. No, that's so, I mean a hundred thousand people die in America every couple of months from one yeah. of the viruses that's around. It happens all the time. But it's not but, not but the thing is they're not all they're like they're dying in a specific spot. So they're dying in an area like in the high um high highly populated areas. So yeah. New York is a highly but, populated area. Totally. But that still doesn't happen every year from a virus. No. No, absolutely not. But there's all the other states that are in that, that it's the rates aren't as high. Um, it's not as high here. It's, it's like I'm not saying it's not a thing. I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if it is, uh, like if it's televised correctly, if, if all of the... If all of the information is is accurate around it, well, I mean, none of the information you get is ever particularly accurate. But yeah, no, it's pretty much yeah. I think it's real, and I think it's like people compare it to the flu and go, "Oh, the flu kills hundreds of thousands of people every year." And I'm like, "Yes, yes, it does, but seldom does it kill a million." And that's where we're at. So come on, yeah. guys, yeah, this yeah. is more serious. Yeah, because I've got a. This is and this is a crazy thing. Like, I've got some friends that live in Belgium, and it's fascinating when you drill down into the statistics. Like, the number of cases or per capita compared to the number of people dying in the country. So, Belgium doesn't even rate in terms of the number of cases in terms of the stats, yeah, but it rates in the top 10 for the number of dying. Really? So, so they had a high mortality rate? Yeah, so a super yeah. high mortality rate. Yeah. And it's, and it's a lot to do with, and I, well, I wonder if it's a lot to do with the preparedness of, of, the, of the medical staff in terms of how they approach things, um, in terms of what's the uniformity around how that people care for people why is it such why is it so alarmingly the death rate so alarmingly massive in in that type of country compared to the countries around it you know germany has i think the fourth highest uh, 
cases rate, mm. but it doesn't, infection even, rate. doesn't even, yeah, infection rate, and doesn't even rate in terms of death rate. It yeah. doesn't even, and it's, you know, it, it's on the borders of Belgium. Yes. Yeah. actually on the borders. But that, it's clearly that all comes down to management, doesn't it? Like this has literally been a, the way different places have managed it has been the difference. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the, that's one of the major things. In Belgium, there is no government. Yeah. They've existed for, I think it's over two years now, without an elected government. Yeah. It's like all of these minority factions, but no, they haven't had enough people to form like, Obviously, there's not the two-party system over there, so, but they've got so many, like, factions and they've got, like, uh, fascist factions and um, then lefty factions but weren't able to make a government in any way, shape or form and then this happens and because no one's, no one's taking charge, it's just, yeah, you can just see that, you know, even when you complain about our government, you can at least go, well... Even if the direction wasn't totally correct, they at least had there was someone standing at the top of the pile to make decisions yeah. or, or, or be answerable for decisions. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, whereas countries that don't have that, you can see straight away it's just it's anarchy. Yeah, I'll well, look at America. There's no one at the steering wheel, and look what is happening. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's a really, I think it's a really good. Um, case study in what can be what can be gleaned from like how you reacted in these situations because <clears throat> I, I don't I don't think for a second that this is going to be this is going to be a, the one we the final one we see in our lifetime no true so it's just yeah it's interesting it's interesting to note that such a well someone who sees themselves as such a world power you know is the is the the policeman of of the world can't can't get organized to to drop their mortality rate you know below a certain amount it's just it's crazy yeah yeah no they've had an epic fail it's really showed the flaw in their their system yeah and like because canada's just you know what borders right to the top and their their mortality rate is so much less than yeah yeah it's yeah i don't i don't know man i don't know yeah no you're doing you you, you gotta look at yourself when scomo is doing a better job than you are <laughs> take a long hard look at yourself <laughs> yeah well in the end of this it's like everyone's going to move to new zealand yeah, oh, yeah, well, oh, yeah, you can't, beat, you can't beat Jacinda. I think we wanted to be world president, don't we? Yeah. I would vote for it. <laughs> Did you see that one where the earthquake what happened? And she was oh, just... during her press conference or interview, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, bit shaky. <laughs> yeah, you got to get used to that in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a bit full on. So, what what are you what are you take like? Are you easing off now? Are you um, like if you had people over, or are you still pretty much? If the house is isolated. No one's come over. Yeah, no, we've stayed in complete lockdown. We hardly ever go out. Um, yeah. 
just like I said, we've just been because with Lexi, it's such a big risk to take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm you know I'm pretty um, comfortable with the numbers. So next week the kids go back to school, and we'll probably ease back into a more normal life. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't see any work coming back for me for another month or two. So I'll still have a you know a month of no work. But yeah, I think it'll get back to fairly normal. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. So how many how many months off work you've been in total? I don't know. I think I don't. Need, I don't remember if I worked in March. I don't know. I think we were out by February. I think. Yeah, I don't know. All the the time I've lost all concept of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has it been a year? Has it been a month? I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But how good, like. For our personality types, this has been bliss. Oh, yeah. It's been like we had, um, you know, so they, they lifted the bands for Arlo's birthday, which was the 23rd. So we, had, we were able to have like five schoolmates over. So we had five schoolmates over in the house. And then when the parents turned up to pick them up, they, they all came down and so it was just, it was like a sensory overload. Yeah. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't seen that many people or interacted with that many people in like two and a half to what, three months, yeah. whatever it was. And I, I, was having my, I was having conversations with them in my head <laughs> whilst just standing and staring at them. <laughs> That's not weird at all. No, to the point where I had to go, oh, sorry. I just was having a conversation with you in my head because <laughs> I'm not used to having people around me <laughs> to which they, yeah, looked me up and down and, yeah. Yeah, so they obviously were probably more, I don't know, I think they had jobs where they were Zooming with other people quite often and chatting with people quite a lot more than, than uh than I was there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I've loved it. I've loved having uh, ha- ha- just not having to be amongst the world. It's been awesome. <laughs> Have you found that communication between the family members has increased, or has it been like a microcosm of self isolating even further down in scale in terms of all of the people in the family have kind of. <laughs> 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 Started isolating themselves as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's been. I, I don't think anything's changed for us like that. We. Oh, really? Yeah, our kids are. They they just. I don't know. I think they're pretty balanced in that thing. They both will just go off and be alone for two hours, and then they'll just come back and, you know, like, hang with the whole family for two hours. Yeah. Our teenager is a teenager. Yes. Um, there's only one. There's only one gear for that. That's like, ooh, yuck! Who are you, people? Get out of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's perfectly normal. Um, so he lived online anyway before. Yeah, totally. So it, it must have been just absolutely no change to him whatsoever. Almost none at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So he would be just, in terms of going back to school, would he be like, why? Yeah. Why? why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's awesome. And because well, what year is he? Is he in year ten? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, 11. Oh, you're 11? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So there's no, he's not stressed by it in any way in terms of Yeah, just with the, because trying to keep up with the schoolwork is harder. Yeah. That level, you know, it's a different level. Yeah, I, I'd imagine, I'd imagine you wouldn't be able to answer questions questions at that level or maybe no seriously i i don't understand the questions sometimes let alone know the answers to you know the stuff they're doing i'm like no man i i was finished school by this time (laughs) and i hadn't been paying attention for three or four years leading up to that so (laughs) with my nine-year-old i'm all over it yeah this is fine i'm this is my level but next year you better just ask mum for help But I would, my assumption would be that if, if you're working from home and you've got access to the teachers online, that you'd probably get more help than you would if you were actually in a class environment because you'd just be one of the numbers. <coughs> oh, exactly. No, it's totally. They get, they get total, you know, they have 50% of the teacher's time at every time, every time they sit down and they use all of it. Yeah. But they're not getting that in a class full of 30 kids. No, no. No, that's, uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe we've got to move, maybe for those more intensive years, maybe they actually need to be at home. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I don't know. I Because I, when we talk about homeschooling, I'm always like, I, I'm not, like, it just, the people I've known who a pro homeschool it's always been people i don't really like that much yeah <laughs> so I'm like, i don't have a good opinion of it yeah and i don't know i i show me some people in the world who are homeschooled who are now you know head of ceo of the company or whatever you know just successful in whatever way i don't know if it's the best path i don't know but the last yeah. couple of months has been like this has been really good yeah i know yeah the only time I ever got excited by homeschooling as an option was when I saw, was it, was it a, there was a movie called Mr. Sunshine or Mr. Something and he, all his kids were on a, just out in the wilderness and he was just, like the mother had died and he was just teaching and it was, I think he had about 20 kids. Yeah. And he was just, you know, teaching them to hunt, teaching them to live off the land. There was no... There was no computers as such. Everything they were learning was through books and, um, like, the older kids were teaching the younger kids and, yeah, it was just, um, yeah, I think it was, an, it was an idealistic view because, one, they would have been totally cut off from any new or emerging technology or thought or, or any understanding of what was happening in the world at, that, at any moment in time. So I think... Yeah, there's definitely ide- idealistic views on on what you can what you can teach someone. Like, yeah, I have no, I have no um, uh, delusions about what I can teach someone. It's very little. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd probably go the other way. I'd be, I'd be like, no, nah, I've got I've got the skills. I could teach yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just don't look at me as I'm looking up, looking up things on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. That's bizarre. 
And how's your, uh, are you, are you working again? Did your contract finish that you had? Have you got another yeah, one? Yeah, finished yesterday. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I was doing, so I probably did maybe five weeks work over seven weeks. Yep. So, yeah, pretty, pretty sweet little gig when you think about, you know, a whole yeah. bunch of other people, including yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's very lucky. Weren't able to get any work, so I was pretty, pretty happy about that. Yeah, it was um, filled the coffers. Oh, and yeah. you know when it started, it was all about there was everyone wanted to have a meeting with me in the morning just to make sure, just got to check this guy out to make sure he's not stealing our money. And then, like by the end, like by week two, they were literally talking to me for about thirty seconds of the morning and going, "Just do this." And then I'd never hear from him again. Oh, nice! It was it was bliss. Yeah, it was like the ultimate, <laughs> Best ultimate job ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like having having a conversation for thirty seconds with someone a day for a day's work. Oh, it was it was, yeah it was it was heaven. It was yeah I like that's all I want to do now and and shows, <laughs> this doesn't exist, man. This is this was an anomaly. You won't get something like this ever again. No, I think I think it's the new normal. I think yeah, I think I think it can exist. (laughs) There's definitely a lot of people who who will not be coming back to office jobs after this. Like, there's a lot of places that'll go. Well, it worked well with everyone at home. Once we got it going, it was fine. Why are we Why are we you know renting this office space? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was funny because. I think two weeks ago in the Sunday paper, there was two different stories about the decline of society and the fact that, like, the writer was missing his co- colleagues and he was missing, you know, um, Nancy coming up to his desk to have a chat and he was missing the lunchtime banter and, like, all of these things he was missing. I was just going, that's all the worst stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, exactly. So it's crazy. It's like really crazy. The you know there is those people out there that like really crave that and love that um, that social aspect of work. Yeah, totally. And and like, but that was never that was never me. And and just I like I. I it just doesn't seem right for me at all. So this has just shown me that, you know, there's, there's two different, there's, there's definitely like, there's probably multiple more personalities, but there's definitely a distinct two types of people in the world. <laughs> you can at least divide them in half, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> half the office can stay at home. <laughs> yes. Let's not bond. Let's not, let's not, uh, let's yeah. not. Let's not do retreats. <laughs> Let's not get to know each other. We don't have to. The no. job still get done without not knowing each other. Exactly. <laughs> like to the point where this, where I, where the guy that, that I have a meeting with, so he's like my, my boss or whatever you want to call it. He literally, so if we start up on a Monday morning, I'll, I'll like to go. So how was your weekend? And we'll literally do, yeah, yeah, not bad. We did nothing, you know, isolation, not much, ate a bit. And then he'll, then it will just go silent. 
on his end and it'll be like, so, you know, what we're going to do today is, and I'll be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's me. He's literally good. Yeah. He's literally he's literally cutting off small talk. Yeah. You can probably things. just do away with the whole small talk part at the beginning anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was weird because I was going, do I like because this is the only outside relationship I have, do I foster it here? <laughs> like do I do I try for a third sentence on that Monday morning or do I <laughs> No, because you'll ruin the beautiful thing you have. I know, you know wouldn't it? I know. No, it was, it was, it was, it was joyous. I, I can't tell you how every time he cut me off, how like I was just in awe. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like a beautiful, the problem was it made me want him, wanted me to know him more because I was like, I think you're more like me than I'm like me. <laughs> yep, totally. I get that. <laughs> But he's a beautiful flower. You mustn't approach it. You must just <laughs> appreciate it from afar. Oh, I, the only problem, the only problem I had was the because when we did communicate, it was via um, like messenger or whatever the ch- ch- tool it is, like a just a texting tool thing. He was doing shorthand, millennial shorthand. Oh yeah, and I'd have to, I'd have to look up on Google every time yeah. he did it. Like, yeah, a I, spend, <laughs> I have to, I have to go to the Urban Dictionary like after every conversation I have with my kids. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally, I, I literally had to look up Ty, and I was like, "Thank you," and I was like, <laughs> "You idiot." <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have got that either. No, I'm going, T-Y, what is that? What, oh, yeah, Ty, what's that about? Yeah, because yeah. I'd usually wait because he'd say T-Y and then the first time he did that, I'd wait for him for like a correction yep. for it to be like... Yeah, because it's a typo. Yeah, a typo. <laughs> then when it was a typo, I had to go, oh, shit, quickly, quickly. <laughs> yep. What is this, Google? <laughs> I'm not old. I'm not old. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I swear I look up a new word at least twice a week. I have to go look up a word. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. No, well, yeah, and they're not doing it for us. They're not looking up. They're just... No. They're just cutting all our language down. Yeah, yeah. No, they're changing it, making it their own. How dare they? I know. I know. No. Oh, man. Mm. Uh, so I'm getting old. Yeah, you know, you just <laughs> you just showed that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, well, I I I peed my pants on the way home from walking the dog today. <laughs> yep, that's old. Yeah, it was so cold out there. <laughs> but literally, but but the problem was I didn't want to, I didn't want to um, admit to myself that I was old, and that I could hold it. So I extended my walk just to prove to myself that I, could, that I was going to make it home in time and I could clench and hold. But I, I didn't. I literally. So how did you go? Did you just let it all go or did you try the little seep method of just a little bit out of time, every step towards the home door? 
Well, I got I got to the door, but it was like unscrewing the door was like the yes. unscrew of the of the penis as well. Yeah. So the floodgates <laughs> opened. The floodgates opened. So I was like, ah oh, man. Uh, that, the problem was the problem was they were my shorts for the week. So it's 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 a it's a hard thing when you can't like you've got your uniform for the week sorted and then suddenly an un ruined. Yeah, ruined, ruined. Well, yeah. I suppose it, I suppose it's going to be practice for when I'm older. Yeah. When the when I've got. Well, it doesn't sound like that's too far away. No. <laughs> <laughs> the diapers are coming soon. <laughs> oh man. Uh. <laughs> and you weren't you were sober that's got to be the first time you've done that sober and no uh, well uh, the thing with being sober when doing that is it feels a lot lot different because when you when you're drunk that it feels comforting yeah yeah oh man uh uh, I was telling, so I'll tell you a story about, um, I used to live with this guy, his name was, it was Nick as well. Yep. He was, it was Greek Nick. And um, we used to live in like a terrace in, um, in the city. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, because he used to be the guy that used to walk up and down King Street in Newtown and he'd be like talking to himself. And... And he'd get really angry and curse at people as they walked past. And so you thought, saw him and went, I've got to live with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take me home, Greek Nick. <laughs> Teach me your ways. <laughs> but uh, but uh, like, I, like I'm sure as the time I lived with him, he got worse and worse. But then like it was just this. No, no, we're skipping over stuff. How did you end up living with known maniac Greek Nick? Well, I was like, I basically, I like, I got kicked out of my last place. Well, I had to find another place, and then he was he needed a fridge, and I had a fridge, so it was like a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like straight out of he died with the falafel in his hand. Yeah, it's the it's the best thing when you've got white goods. <laughs> but the hilarious thing was, I had white goods, and literally because his place was so run down. Within, I think, two weeks, my um, washing machine died because of the cockroaches getting into the, the control panel yeah. <laughs> within two weeks of living there. So I was like, <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad omen. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, so, well, like, he was, he was crazy but still, like, he, he could hold a conversation and stuff. It was just when, you, you know, I'd see him down the town, but... He didn't know I was looking at him and then, yeah, he was just like one of those crazy guys you'd see walking in the street. And then literally the family and I were, we went to like the art gallery in the city and I'm walking up into the art gallery and one of the guys, like he was one of the um, attendants. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how Greek is... Greek Nick. Yeah, Greek Nick. How, like... How is this possible? How is the guy that's you know, walking down down the street <laughs> literally like because 
you you've seen those people that like are in museums. They're all yeah yeah. They're all like hoity toity and yeah, they're all well behaved, very civil. Yeah. yeah, they're all civil and they all yeah. like I've got this opinion of them that they're obviously they've probably all done art degrees of some some style of design but yeah it was just it was absolute shock just to see him there it was just like what what the hell but was he when at home was he never crazy no he was he was crazy he was but he would try and he would try and suppress it yeah he would like but not when he got out in the street couldn't hold it yeah. back couldn't keep the demon at bay once he was out of the street I think he I think he went on the walks to let it out. Yeah. Yep. So he didn't want to didn't want to basically yeah show you or show the people that he was living with that you know you could be living with a mass murderer. Yeah. Or well, he probably puts on an overcoat at lunchtime and goes for a walk from the art gallery. Takes yeah. an hour long walk around the Hyde Park or so wherever. <laughs> and be like oh, that's just Greek neck. He yells at people, don't worry about him. He's always right. just letting it out. You've got to get back to work in half an hour. <laughs> but, but I kept, I just kept thinking of him in the interview situation, like, because I was going to all these interviews and thinking to myself, you know, I wasn't getting any jobs. And then crazy Greek Nick, <laughs> 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 he just, he was able to fool like a, like a, a like a selection panel. Yeah. To get hired. I'm just, it was just, it was blowing my mind. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know whether it was a hindrance or a or a help to my uh, to the plight of <laughs> of maybe maybe you just got the right meds and you know mm. that was it. It was all yeah. good. Yeah, maybe meds meds are the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's it. Oh man. So what do you, what do you what have you caught up on lately? And your TV viewing. Oh, yeah. I just last night saw It Comes at Night. It's a um, Joel Egerton movie. Okay. Really good on Netflix. So is it an Australian production or is that him? No, doing? no, it's a, it's a Hollywood film. It's an independent Hollywood film, but he's the producer and he's the star of it. Okay. And, um, yeah, really good. I definitely, uh, I, you know, it's, it's a horror. But yeah. if you're into, you know, that sort of thing, it's very good. I haven't, like, I haven't really watched horror. I, have, I, don't, I don't seek out horror. Yeah. This is a, or when I say horror, maybe that's not even the right word for it. It's, um, you know, it's a post-apocalyptic type thing. It's not a zombie movie, but it's, there's an infection and it's just this guy and his family living in the woods and the, um, let's say, the moral dilemmas they have to go through to survive. It's really, really good. So is it kind of kind of Walking Dead? Yeah, I mean there aren't zombies, but it's it's okay. there's been an apocalypse, there's been an a, an infection that's wiped out the world, and it's still around, and everyone's scared of catching it. Yeah, yeah. So how did that get up in the current climate? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a movie. It's a couple of years old, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed it did just pop on Netflix. I thought, you know, it's, I think it's pretty good timing. <laughs> this is what could have happened. Could still happen if America doesn't calm down. <laughs> oh, man. How are those crazy riots, man? Yeah, I know. It's, it's insane, isn't it? It's, yeah, like, how does it get that? Well, they've had a history of rioting and they've had a history of, 
what was it, the LA riots? Yeah, that? yeah, was that was ninety one. Ninety one, yeah. yeah. No, remember. it's like you know you got you got two hundred and fifty years of history behind it, and then you throw in Donald Trump and a coronavirus lockdown with no social welfare system whatsoever. And, you know, a couple of months of, no, you're not allowed to work and no, we're not going to give you any money or help you. And oh, and by the way, we're just going to, you know, bloody suffocate this poor guy to death who, you know, all the video footage before and after or during shows him being completely peaceful. You add all that into a pot yeah. and this is what you should get out the other end. Uh, it's, it's amazing some of the stuff they've shown on social media, like the differences between... Um, like I think one of them was a picture of uh, a white guy they were giving a drink of water to a, who had just murdered three people. <laughs> <laughs> and the police guy was standing over him giving him a bottle oh, of water. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> it had like, it was juxtaposed to the other guy who had, yeah. who had you know, was a, ran, a, ran a dirty bill of $20. And yeah. And that was another thing I'd. Another um, social post today was about the guy um, uh, explaining white privilege. White privilege was the fact that I passed a $20 forgery bill uh, a year ago and I use it as a story around dinner tables at night time (laughs) when the black guy gets murdered. I'm just like, oh. Oh my god! It's so it's just so so true. Yeah, I mean, and you know, like like at my own white privilege, I always I don't know, I always still cling to that belief that okay, racism exists, of course, but it's not it's not written into our institutions. You know, it's like it's not meant to be there. We've got a starting point to erase it. And you look at America and here too, it just gets harder and harder to believe that it might not be written, but it's definitely in there. It's really, it's, yeah, I've been like thinking a lot about how I, how I approach race, racism myself. It's just like, I, I just walked a dog in a park and there was this, just this guy on a, like going to work in his um, fluoro vest and just like on his push bike, just driving past. And he was just, it was just a big black guy. And it was just, you, you have a, an ephemeral change in your body. It's, it's, it's such a systemic thing in your... Yeah, you think you've just been trained to have some response to that sight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. It's like, is it because we've just not... It's grown up with such a... The fact that you don't see it as often, or is it a fact that um, it, there's a fear attached to it? It's just, it's such a... No, I mean, yeah, all, all of those things. But I also think just, you know, in the 70s, man, I think about the way that the jokes we made or the jokes that I heard, the things that got said, yeah. the the you know the lack of political correctness and as much as i hate political correctness if i really think about the environment i grew up in in the 70s yeah you know it was it's super racist now when you look at it 
And I would have argued then and, and probably for a long time afterwards, I would have gone, oh, yeah, you know, that's people, it's just, just jokes and people just yeah. said rude stuff and people whatever, but no one got lynched, so what are you talking about? Yeah. But, you know, when I really compare it now in 2020, as we all start to become more woke, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was some racist shit that I was yeah. surrounded by in my life as a child. Yeah, it yeah. can't help but rub off on you. You can't help but see someone, and no matter how much you've progressed as a human, that shit's in your DNA now because it was just driven in there as a child, and the environment yeah, grew I, up in. It's funny you say that. I just had a flashback to like um, being outside with a whole bunch of like second cousins at a at my great grandmother's party, like a you know like a one of those milestone birthday parties where there's a whole bunch of relatives and, you know, these older cousins telling off-colour, like, virtually racist jokes. Mm. Oh, and yeah. me, go, me going, you know, being quite young at the time, never, ever hearing them before and then this was my first, uh, like, exposure to it and, and been going and them obviously laughing and thinking that's okay. So that's got to have changed my mindset in terms of that totally it's part of the building blocks that you know as you move forward that's the stuff that gets stuck in the in in the foundations yeah it's crazy like um like my my father always tells a story because we we lived on a farm and then on another farmhouse across the road we um there was aboriginals living in that farmhouse and I had some rabbits in a hutch and one day we went to the pub and we were all out for all day and we came back and the rabbits had got out of a locked hutch. And <laughs> from that day on, the, the, my father's joke was that it was the Aborigines who stole the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That story had, has been ingrained yeah. in my mind. It's every time you see, every time you see an Indigenous people, you're like, rabbit stealer. On some yeah. level, deep, deep down in your psyche, just rabbit stealer. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, I get it. <clears throat> and that's the, like, you know, we don't remember them, like, working on the farm and, and being super nice people. We only, I only ever remember that story because that's the one that's been... That's burned um, in there. Yeah, played and replayed and over and over again. And that's, yep. that's the, um, like, the mind association we have with that. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's no cultural, you know, oh, they're amazingly warm people or they're amazingly diffs or that. It's, it's that story. It's the theme. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. I, I, there must be, surely there must be something we can do to exercise this stuff from us, you know? <laughs> like yeah. maybe there's some rabbit ritual you could do where you could get an Aboriginal man to hand you a rabbit. <laughs> yes. We'll do like a ceremony, like make a big deal of it so it really, really impacts into your psyche, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Will it be cooked or will it be... No living. Oh, okay. oh no, 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 no. Now the rabbit murderers. You're getting worse. This is not helping. They're just rabbit stealers. But if one gives you a rabbit, yeah. we might undo 40 years. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, I always remember when we were younger, the, um, 
was it living next door to Alan? Yeah, yeah. That used to be like one of my dad's favourite, favourite songs, um, you know, to kind of race the stats. Yeah. And, and it was played all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you just think about to all of the comedy that was 20 or 30 years ago, it's just, you know, all the carry-on, all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because I, 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 I try as much as I can to hold on to and, and be anti-PC as possible, but then I think, like, you made a really good point. Are we just holding on to something that's not worth holding on to? No, <laughs> I'm just, for me, you know, PC for 20 years has been a swear word. Woke, when that came out, that was just offensive to me. And then, yes. you know, just, just the stuff keeps happening and I start going, you know, maybe everyone's right. <laughs> maybe that we're just going to let go of that shit. It's not, it, it's not okay because we're just not moving forward. Something's got to give. Maybe it's our turn. Yeah, I yeah, I get it. I get it. I think you know the idea of punching down or punching. Yeah, I've always kind of that's not that's never been my thing in comedy, or it's never really been what I aspire to. But at the same time, all of those things have influenced where I am yeah. now in terms of comedy. So, like, as I said, you know, that the, the story outside my grandparents' house when I was five or six, that's affected what's happening now. So, you know, is there, is there a way to know what you're saying now is, you know, not offensive or, I, yeah, it's, it's, a crazy, it's a crazy idea. That, yeah, I, I don't know. See... I don't know if it's about being offensive. It's about um, just being hurtful. I think that's different. I think yeah, offending is fine. Yeah. You know, like, you know, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so complicated. The whole PC issue is so complicated. And I used to have a far more black and white view on it. And as the years go by and I keep seeing us fail at this shit, yeah. I'm, I'm more and more like maybe PC isn't the the devil I thought it was. No, it's, it's um, like even to the, the that um, stereotype or is it stereotype? The whole idea of, you know, when you see um, comedians who do, and then the black guy did this. Yeah. Like that whole idea of there being differences between us purely out of stereotype <clears throat> as opposed to personality types yeah you know it's 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 funny the more i watch um like i watch i just was watching donald glover he's the guy that's on um yeah community yeah yeah i watched yeah. someone stand up last night and it's like this guy is just yeah he's really quiet he's just awesome yeah and he's because he's not it's just opening your opening your eyes to remove the stereotypes of what you believe is a, a black person. Yeah, and it's quite, and that's the whole. I think that's the whole point. There hasn't been a fair representation of 
of any groups other than white people on media. Yeah. So you, you, your view of those people when you go to represent a, a, a joke or something is going to be influenced by what you know, and what you know is nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think we can solve this problem here. <laughs> oh, well, I was hoping to. <laughs> I think it's beyond our skill set. I think this is out of our capabilities. <laughs> but I do know that, that the world's on fire and it's partly our fault. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm laying the blame 65%. I'm, I'm, not to pay more, I'm not willing to pay more than that. <laughs> so I've been, I've been, so my latest, the latest drawing I did was on um, elderly dicks. Remember yeah. the episode we did, I think it was episode 35 or whatever. It was yeah. about two years ago. You know, so I don't been, remember it, but it's kind of when I saw your tweet, I was like, elderly dicks, that rings a bell. And then I saw you had a, the podcast um, thing there. I was like, oh, must have been something we did on a podcast. <laughs> so I was going, I think there's a, like a, I think there's a, we could write a sitcom on that. I think there's a sitcom in <laughs> old people. Like, um, yeah. what's the, what was yeah, the? We can't make, a, we can't on. make, fun of anyone's gender or race anymore let's attack the old people yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but in a positive way oh of course like we did when we were misogynist and racist and homophobic but just for just for laughs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah totally <laughs> Oh man, you can't, we can't write about anything. <laughs> no, no, I think comedy, I think at the end of PC, comedy will be dead. <laughs> I'm a, I think it might be already. I, I watched, um, I watched, uh, what's Hannah Gadsby's last one? Oh no, I, I tried to watch your first one, I hated it too hard. I can't, I'm not even going to try this next one. Well, because the problem was I had to watch the second one because Shell said I loved the first one. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't remember that I loved the first one. So I had to watch the second one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it, you bought a cigar guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it all. Yeah. I bought it hook, like, hook, line and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did you like a second one? Ah, the same thing again. I think it's there's funny moments, but I I think it's 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 like realizing that this is where comedy is, and realizing that I think maybe yeah it's not for me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not allowed to laugh anymore. Laughing's <laughs> 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 not for me. <laughs> Yeah, so that uh, that was. Um, I think that's the realization I've I've come to. I think she's quite clever, but at the same time, a lot of the a lot of the techniques she used were ones I've seen oh, seen variances on them from ages ago. Yeah, it's just been repackaged into a woke and PC way. Yeah, and it's some of the ideas are so. I oh, just so old. It was. It's disappointing to know that she's now the future of comedy, because it, she's just recycled 
so many old ideas. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. But at the same time, awesome. You know, if that's the future, awesome. But, <laughs> well, you have to say that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I obviously had to wash the, wash the taste out of my mouth with the Dave Chappelle afterwards. Yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> Thing but the fact.